podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Sleeps in the chat wants to know. When will it be the day that we never talk about any lame Angelus teams, no matter college or professional, never mention again, not even for a second, maybe one day? Maybe, maybe sleeps. But in the interest of, uh, you know, covering it all, you have to, you have, there are, I, there are I, actual You teams don't have to cheer live. for any of them. No, there no, are, I just got to mention the There's game. a ton of. UCLA and USC alums who live down oh, yeah. there. A ton of them. A ton. Probably more than San Diego State alums. If you count, if you actually counted the population of San Diego County, how many San Diego State alums there are here and how many USC plus UCLA alums are here, I think USC UCLA might win out yeah, in, that, a ton. in that race. I see a lot. I see a lot. Uh, a lot of so just mentioning here. that they're playing against each other, I think, is, is a valid. I mean, we didn't break down the matchup. It's kind of irrelevant to the Pac-12 at this point. But they are playing. That's all I said. Yeah. And it's on ABC at 1230. How dare you? On Saturday. Did we wish a happy birthday to Tier 1 Sam? T- Sammy, yesterday. It was no. his birthday yesterday? Happy birthday, yeah. Sammy. Happy birthday, Sam. Happy birthday, buddy. We love you. He's a big USC guy as yes, well. Yes, I know. That's why I thought of him. Sweet angel. We have some uh, we have some Trojans and Bruins in our Tier One audience. Yeah, I know that they are are out there. Um, we've got our biggest fan contest coming up at the end of this segment. We're going to read another name off, for, uh, qualify someone for our grand prize trip or not trip, but night at the Odyssey Suite at a Padres game next year. What are you looking? That's at? That's some breaking news here out of baseball. The Cleveland Guardians just traded Cal Quantrill. To the Rockies for, know, for Cody Huff, a 22-year-old. They DFA'd him, but they hadn't, uh, they hadn't released him yet, so they could still trade 22-year-old him. catcher who spent last season in A-ball. So, I mean, Cal, like, I mean, it sucks for him. So, so that means that the Rockies are taking on his arbitration contract. Yeah. They're willing to pay that, whatever, about $6.6 million that's estimated for Cal Quantrill in arbitration that the Guardians apparently did not want to. They were going to non-tender him or, or DFA him, so Rocky said, oh, we'll take him at that price and, and have sent the Rockies, uh, sent a couple of prospects, I guess. One, one, one prospect. 22-year-old single-A catcher. All right, well, we oh, mentioned okay. Quantrill yesterday. Maybe it's a possibility for the Padres, so cross, cross him off the cross list. Cross him off then. This guy here is guy dead. Died. <laughs> Cross him off then. His ERA is going to balloon. He's probably so mad. Because like, then oh, he'll be a free agent, crap. I think, at the end of the year if he doesn't sign an extension. Not exactly where you want to go as a pitcher what in you your do? free agency year. What do you do if you're Colorado? Uh, yeah. well, no, what do you I'm do? good. I'm good. Pierce Johnson went to Colorado. He was terrible. Put horrible numbers up. Got traded to the Braves. Was traded to the Braves. Just signed. Two years, 15. Pretty yeah. good deal for yep. Pierce Johnson. So it's not a death sentence to go to Colorado. It is for a starting pitcher, but going is there a is there a worse thing that could happen to you? Get traded to the Rockies with one year before you hit free agency. You're like, I got to go pitch my ass off to get a bag, and I got to pitch here. What do you do if you're Colorado? Will they ever win a World Series? Can you ever put 
Uh, they got close. Well, they got to one. They got to one. They got to one, so you can't say they can't win one. If you can get to one, who the hell was on you their, can win who one. Who was on their staff back then? I need to go back and look. The October. Was that like that Mike the Hampton? No, I think that was post. Um, post Hampton. He had a weird look about him. Good picture, Let's though. see. So the 2007 Colorado Rockies were led pitching. Well, this is really kind of going, let's see. Jeff Francis. No. Yeah, Ubaldo Jimenez was one of their top pitchers. Um, oh, they had our friend Matt Hurgis was on Matt the team. Matt Hurgis, holy cow. He's a good guy. <laughs> they didn't have a lot of pitching, really. Ramon Ortiz, Byung-Yun Kim was on that team. Elmer Descends. That's amazing. Josh Fogg, Aaron Cook. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I feel bad for Cal and, and actually kind of... Was interested. Rodrigo Lopez made fourteen starts was for it, that Rockies team. Was interested team. in him joining the uh, joining the, had a uh, decent the bullpen. Latroy Hawkins, Jeremy Affelt, Brian Fuentes had a decent bullpen that helped him that, that year. Yeah, I think mean, it's probably mostly offensive, but uh, holy cow! All right, man. so uh, Cal Quantrill to the Colorado Rockies. Little uh, <laughs> baseball news on this Friday morning. Eno just tweeted, "Oh no, condolences, Cal." Yeah, it sucks for him, man. It really, really sucks. And no choice in the matter. He's got to go. Got to go. Got to go. Jeez, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Birdley says pitchers should be able to opt out of playing for the Rockies like it's a COVID season. Yeah, 100%. Such a bummer. That's a bummer for him. Well, and, and a bummer for us because I think, you know, we could have flipped a single-A catcher to the Guardians and eaten that money. I would have liked Cal Quantrill back here maybe. Why am I getting so upset about feels losing like, uh, Cal Quantrill? Feels like uh, old-school A.J. Preller would have done that without a thought. Yeah. Like, no, oh, any pitching? Yeah, six million? Whatever. Done. Cal Quantrill, we'll, we'll get him back. No question. No question. It makes me ner- You know what it does? It makes me nervous. It makes me, it makes me in my mind, it's stupid and irrational, but in my <laughs> mind, you know what I thought? Oh, we can't afford him. That's <laughs> the first thing I thought is, well, the Rockies... Paying for him, we can't. Dick Manfart's paying six million dollars, and we can't pay six million dollars. Don't we need pitching? We we already declined Walker. My that's how my mind goes in the off season. I turn into a lunatic. I get it. I get it. All right, let's uh, let's get some headlines from Polly with the Rondo Report and get things started here with our edition today's edition oh, of boy. the Rondo Report. Now tuned into the muff greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a hoi? All right. All right. How are we doing, boys? Fantastic. Okay. Good to hear. I'm hungry, actually. Yeah. Because I haven't eaten a lot the last No manager's hours. breakfast this morning for Woods. <laughs> Never again, actually. <laughs> Bring my own. Well, after you left uh, yesterday, we had to get to our football threesome segment, and one of our stories, we got an update here today, but one of our stories was talking about uh, Deshaun Watson. He is out for the year. And the Browns are turning to Dorian Thompson Robinson to the starting quarterback, a rookie. Super cool. He's going to get the ball on Sunday going against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And news today out of uh, Browns camp is they're looking to add a third quarterback. And they are bringing in a Super Bowl winning quarterback 
for a workout. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. At this point, if I'm bringing in a Super Bowl winning quarterback named Joe, might as well just be Namath at this point. Montana. (laughs) Theismann. Bro, Joe Flacco. We like Joe Theismann. He's a good Ben and Woods guest in the past. I have his signed book in my office. Joe Montana has an epic Saturday Night Live skit under his belt. He also has four rings. That's yeah. pretty good. I mean, you could rank Super Bowl quarterbacks just named Joe, and Joe Flacco is definitely like he's up there, bottom top, of the list. No, he's like top four. Four. Flacco's thirty-eight years old. Okay. Last time uh, he slung the football was actually last season. He did throw for the Jets a little. I bit. forgot about a that. very little bit. Yeah, started a couple of games, I think. Um, so he's a Brown now. No, he's, no, he's working out. Oh, he's working out. Okay, okay. Coming in for a workout. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. All right, that's all I got for sports today. Uh, talking about some cell phone news. Now, the three of us have iPhones. Yep. I think a lot of people have iPhones, but a lot of people also have Androids. And we've all we've all been there, right? When you're texting somebody that doesn't have an Screen. iPhone. Or if you're an Android and you're Adam. texting somebody that has an iPhone, Adam. it doesn't work out. Like, have you ever gotten a, um, maybe you're in a group chat and somebody has an iPhone? The whole group chat's weird. If you try to like or. Remember when the emojis wouldn't even work? I mean, yeah, it, emojis yeah. used to not it, work. It was just now a it does, cluster F. Anybody ever send you a, a video? Yeah. And it looks like it was taken Adam, on a potato. On the potato video. Well, remember do Android users feel superior, though? Like, my son. He doesn't. He said, "I don't want an iPhone." He's doing his own. He has his own Android. There, there's a type. Feel like he everybody feels, feels superior to me. Like a I'm type. a sheep with an iPhone. There's a type, and he's superior with his Android. It's a type. Um, remember when Adam took the Chris Paddock potato yes. picture from the, the press? Like, it's the my photos by Adam. <laughs> photos by Adam was one of my favorite bits that we've ever done. We need to bring that back. The yeah. blurriest. I'm like, I, I call him. I'm like. Did you take that with a conch shell? What did you take that with? It's <laughs> my Android. I'm like, what's your problem with? Like, you can't post that on our social media. It looks like a an interpretive piece that you pan painted. Looks like a watercolor. So he was so mad. Apple is coming out with an update next year that I think Android users will enjoy. Uh, it's been for like ten years now. This people have dealt with this when trying to communicate between iPhone and Android. The photos and videos are blurry. Group texts, group chats are just awful. And so Apple announced they're planning an update next year. It's not going to fix everything, but it will address a lot of those issues. Photos and videos that an Android phone sends to an iPhone will be higher quality. Uh, you're going to be able to see if I'm if Ben has an Android and I have an iPhone. You'll be able to see the bubbles when somebody's typing oh, okay. that you could okay. only yeah. previously see on iMessage with iPhones. And uh, Somebody in the chat says phone racism is real. <laughs> phone racism. Yes. It is, man. How, You're absolutely how right. Green how do those bubbles here? work? You broke ass. Yeah. Get like, your broke ass out of here. If I start typing a reply but then change my mind. It's just nothing pops up. But, but the bubbles but if, I, but if I start typing, do you, the bubbles. But they, then if I delete. Wait and you wait. If I delete, do the bubbles go away at that second or do they stay? I've always wondered right, how that man. works. Ben. All Start right. sending me a text. All right, Paul. Phone Rindle. racism is hysterical. Phone racism. All right, I see no bubbles. I see no bubbles. Uh, hi. No bubbles. Paul. All right, I'm typing to you. You're seeing nothing? No bubbles yet. All right, I'm sending to you now. 
Okay, I got the text. Okay, now I'm going to follow up. A follow up. Now I see bubbles. Okay, now I'm deleting. I'm going down. I'm, I still have bubbles. Okay, I still have four letters, three letters, two letters, still one letter. Bubbles. No letters. Bubbles. Bubbles are still there. The bubbles are wow. still there. I'm on the on the now Paul Rindle page. Oh, they did go away. Okay. I'm still on your page where it says PR, Paul Rindle. But I have no type now. I put so one pretty... letter. Now I have an A. There's a letter in there. Yeah, Is the bubbles back? Uh, bubbles. No bubbles. Yes, bubbles. Bubbles are back. Bubbles are back. So it's pretty. It's pretty okay. good. Okay. okay. So we got that, and then um, yeah, I think they're going to keep the colors, the green bubbles or the blue bubbles. You will still have that, but it looks like. Um, Apple is trying to what? bridge the two sides. Why do Android people feel so superior? I don't. I have no. What is idea. the point of? What is the point of it? Just is it a better? I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. I I've had maybe an that's why I'm an iPhone for person for a long, long time. Yeah, and everything is synced up. The I miss way my, I like it. I miss my gold Nokia that I have. It's my favorite phone I ever had. Like I've got an Apple Watch. I have an Apple laptop. Like I like how it all is synced together. Sure. And but I do know a lot of people that have Google Pixels and stuff. You do? Oh I've yeah. And they're like, it's Google amazing. Pixel. The cameras, commercials where the cameras like make everybody smile and like <laughs> take people out of the background. Those are intriguing to me when I see those commercials, but I, I don't really take enough pictures to care that much. All right. And finally, Snoop Dogg was in the news yesterday with uh, an announcement that made me question a lot of people that, um, I guess, took it at face value. and, and yeah, A bunch like, of saps. I oh, think. my God. Yeah, a bunch of saps. So did you I'll see put, this news, Ben? I did. I'll put it out. Me and my the, buddy uh, Snoop. On the stream. Snoop. Yeah, right. He said, posted a graphic on social media, says uh, it's him holding his hands like he's praying, says, After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. Now, if he quit smoking pot, that's a, that is a, that's an actual news story. And I think it's quite newsworthy. As Sorry the, about that, Ben. <laughs> as the, the, the rumor goes, I mean, he smokes from wake, wake up to sleep, and it never stops. All day long, he's got a professional. I think he pays him eighty thousand a year to just roll his blunts for him. He follows him around. Yeah, that guy's and out he of a just job. Rolls him, rolls him. <laughs> yeah, what does he do now? I think what this is, and I think if you look through it, I think he's got a new edible line coming. I think there's a new edible or uh, a drinkable. He's a master of PR. That's he's a master. Like vape at it. maybe is, is yeah. That kind I of just smoke? said I'm giving up this I, type. Now of, I also yeah. thought, how old is Snoop now? About fifty, fifty-five. Snoop Dogg. At some point, you got to be concerned about the the lung cancer and the health, the health issues of smoking I that mean, much Willie over Nelson's your life. Ninety years old and still smokes all day every day. Fair enough, but you definitely smoke I mean, like smoking. Anything does it just. It wears you down after yeah, a while. I mean, at some does. point, you, for your health, you may need to consider an alternative to the, the smoking all the time. I, I never smoked anything, so I don't really know. But you've never smoked anything, nothing, never a cigar. No, never taken a an inhale. You've never a had a cigar anything. on a golf course. No, that's wild. I don't to believe me. you. Um, I think maybe it could be like a Super Bowl commercial. Not one Virginia is, Slim in this my is life. the time of year where uh, you'll see campaigns, marketing campaigns, kind of starting to build up momentum towards a Super Bowl ad. Uh, but if you just Oh, they said Anthony says he's quit before, but it didn't take. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, shocker. So I do wonder. I, I, I don't. I don't buy that. It's just him quitting I bet cannabis entirely. There's I be, something behind it. I bet it's edibles. 
Yeah. I bet he's doing I, like it, edible lunch. The way he I wouldn't be it. surprised. He didn't say I'm quitting cannabis. Right. He said I'm quitting smoke. Smoke. Okay. Thank you, Paulie. We'll, uh, we'll, I'm looking forward to After his life. After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Smoke. Maybe that's a barbecue thing, and he's not going to be <laughs> smoking his meats anymore. I said, Can I we go li- more with the... I meant liquid smoke. He's going to be uh, sous vide all of his meats from now on. No more smoke. All right, it's uh, 9.15. means it's time for us to give out the next name in our biggest fan contest. If you hear your name called, you'll have 10 minutes to call us back. 833-288-0973. If you do so, you'll be put into the hopper for our grand prize drawing at the end of the contest. 20 tickets to a 2024 Padres game in our Odyssey suite to watch with your friends and all of the fans hosts as well. You register at 973thefansd.com slash biggest fan. But today's biggest fan, this morning's biggest fan, Carlos Rangel. Oh, Carlos. Beloved, Carlos. You are up. You've got 10 minutes to call us. 833-288-0973. I'll be highly disappointed if you don't make it in. Call now, Carlos, and uh, we'll have another name for you at 1130 during the Coaches Show. 5 o'clock this afternoon on Gwyn and Chris, and we'll be back with more Ben and Woods after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. going on in the uh, the YouTube feed today. Thank you so much to C20 Moreno just donated f- gifted five memberships uh, to the the feed which is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank very you guys sweet. very very much. Very also had sweet. Carlos call in. Our yep. biggest fan is now qualified for our grand prize drawing. So congratulations. Uh heading into the weekend, we'll have another week of names next week. So if you didn't get your name called this week, don't despair. There are still opportunities uh, for you both uh, today and next week in our biggest fan contest still coming up. Got a uh, hot date with my wife today, in the, an afternoon date. Guess where we're going? Jersey Mike's. The, gro- the grocery store. <laughs> we're going to the grocery store to get our food for Thanksgiving. Now, we are going to a massive Thanksgiving at her mom's house. I think there's like 50 people. Wow. Oh, wow. Y- yeah, it's huge. It's going to be really Now really I feel big. left out. Yeah, well, you'll be working. You're yeah. invited. Yeah, we're doing a claim jumper at Channel 10 Thanksgiving. That's kind of the same. It's nice that they ordered us some food while we're working. That's that true. Night, you work every Thanksgiving? Not every Thanksgiving. Uh, Steve and I generally trade off Thanksgivings. Uh, so you'll do, you'll go in what time to what time? Like uh, 3 to uh, 11 or so. Okay. Yeah. You got the Thanksgiving football games to cover. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, there's sports for sure. Yeah, there's definitely sports. Yeah. But we so but we go overkill. We, we're ordering. So we have to make some dishes for this event, which is fine. I'll make my very sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. No, I do. Yeah. Guess what I make every yeah, year. I know what you make. You've told us this before. Deviled eggs. No. She, no. she makes them for me you, specifically. Um, your green beans yes. are legendary. Bean casserole? Yes. Or is... I mean, and I just followed the recipe, but yeah. everybody loves my green bean casserole. <laughs> Isn't that the greatest feeling when you 
it's not a home. I know uh, I didn't whip the, I didn't recipe that's been passed this. down in the woods or Rindle or no. Higgins household Chil- for generations. Chil-house. Chil-house. Nestle Chil-house. <laughs> I use I use the Campbell <laughs> just, soup recipe, the one Google. Yeah. No, it's on recipe. the back of the French right, onions. Right there, yeah. yeah on the, the onions. <laughs> so we're gonna go to Vaughn's today and do a lot of shopping for our food and then we'll cook. But we also we also order a full <laughs> a full Thanksgiving meal. For just ourselves from Seaside, we order the oh. whole big meal. <laughs> so because every because before when you go to people's houses for Thanksgiving, you I always feel like a turd leaving with leftovers. I just do. I'm not that guy. I don't like to be like I want to because I don't want to wrap a bunch of stuff up and take people's Tupperware out. I feel like a louse or something. Bring for, your own Tupperware. So no, I'm not going to do that either. I don't want to like. <laughs> You guys done here? Because I'm going to take a most, load of these mashed potatoes. I think for the most part, though, it's never go, enough. There's, there's no way we're going to be able to right. eat all this, so you should take some of it with but it's, you. You never get enough. There's never enough. You get maybe a plate out of the whole thing. This way, I can eat four or five days. Days. And days. days. Turkey and dressing and the whole bit, man. I saw that you can get a full Cajun turkey from Popeyes. It's the best turkey you will ever eat. Really? In your life. I'm not joking. You know this. I've had it. Wow. From Popeyes, no BS. It is the best turkey I have ever had, bar none. Turkey gets a little <laughs> yeah. after you know. You're like, I can do a little bit of it, not that one, dude. The really? ca- specifically the Cajun turkey from Popeyes, non-sponsor endorsement, non-sponsor endorsement. It's it's ungodly. I didn't know you had any experience. I just saw an ad for it. And I go, oh, I didn't know they did turkeys. It's ungodly good. It's ungodly <laughs> good. Whatever they do to it, they shoot it full of something, uh, Cajun spices or whatever. It is so. Effing good. It will. It will make you. I mean, it'll make you cry. It's that good. It's like the best turkey I've ever had. <laughs> All right. Well, there, there's an ad for you that they didn't pay for right there. No, for, that's I don't on, even that one's on the house. They may not have any left at this point. I know it's. We're only. We're less than a week out from Thanksgiving. If you haven't already started making some plans, it may be too late for certain. Uh, certain options it's so, so good you got to try it if you haven't yet uh, we don't usually have a guest in our final segment of the week just kind of worked out this way but we did want to talk um about the oakland a's move to las vegas and the reaction specifically up in the bay area uh, yesterday and today so coming up in just a few minutes we're going to be joined by abc sports anchor casey pratt uh from up in the bay area uh, who has been documenting some of the fans' reaction and what's been going on after yesterday. MLB owners did approve the request of John Fisher, the owner of the A's, to move that team to Las Vegas, but not until officially 2028. That's how long it's going to take to build that new stadium on the Strip. So you, next year they're definitely playing in the Coliseum, but then the lease expires at the Oakland Coliseum. It's and, such a and they'll dirty... have three more years, 2025, 2026, and 2027, where they're still trying to work out whether they're going to play at uh, you know, the AAA park in Vegas. I heard someone say yesterday maybe Sacramento at their AAA park. There may be some games there. Oracle Park in San Francisco may host some of their home games. They're going to be a team, a nomad yeah, team nomad possibly, team. Uh, for like three full seasons. So awful. Not to mention what happens next year when they're already gone, yet still playing in Oakland. I mean, will they get hate from their own fans if there is any fans in the stands in Oakland next year? What's that environment going to be like? It was horrifically bad this year, and that was before they officially announced they were going to Vegas. What's it going to be like next year at the Coliseum for the Oakland A's for an entire 81-game home schedule? 
of a team that has said, we are out the door already. It's almost unprecedented. I know the Raiders, they announced they were leaving Oakland, and it wasn't that bad, but Raiders fans, I think, are different. They're built different. Ra- Raiders fans are more of a they're more of a national fan base to begin with. They've moved all over the place already. This is different, I think, for Oakland A's fans. Yeah, nobody's been on this more than Casey Pratt. I mean, he's a ABC Seven Bay reporter. Nobody's been on it more than him. Uh, very interested to ask him about what's next uh, and just all of the 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 tumultuous behavior that's been going on in Oakland right now. I feel bad for them. I do have a, a caution, a word of caution for Casey as well. All right, we will get to that coming up next. Final segment of Ben and Woods this week ahead on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. A little breaking Padres news here on a Friday morning, actually, just confirming the reports from yesterday out of The Athletic. But uh, just got a release from the San Diego Padres. They have appointed one of their owners, Eric Gutsenda, as new chairman and interim control person, succeeding his longtime friend and business partner, Peter Seidler. And here's the quote, Woods, that I'd imagine the Padres fans will be interested in hearing from. This is the first thing, really, we've ever heard from Gutsenda. And here's his quote written down in this news release. With a heavy heart, I humbly accept this appointment in honor of my dear friend Peter Seidler, who I had the privilege of working with for almost 30 years. I am excited to partner with Eric Gruppner and A.J. Preller to help guide the Padres forward in fulfillment of Peter's vision. That vision includes the Padres remaining as a family asset for generations to come and is anchored in Peter's dedication to the fans and community of San Diego. Our North Star remains the same, to win a World Series championship for the city of San Diego. Let's ride. Let's go, man. I'm in. Ready to run through a wall. The, the, word, the words are excellent. Obviously, we will follow up and see what the actions are going to be over the next weeks and months and, and years. Um, but at least for now, uh, he is the control person and chairman of the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I like that quote a lot. All right, let's ride. That's exactly right, Paulie. I'm okay with that for now. Yeah. All right, well, let's check traffic, and then when we come back, we're going to follow up on the uh, Oakland A's to Las Vegas story uh, with Casey Pratt from the Bay Area coming up next here on 97.3 The Fan. So yesterday when I heard the quotes from John Fisher and Rob Manfred, uh, I even played them on my sportscast. There, there was no path forward. There was no solution in Oakland. I, it, it was almost we tried. P- PTSD. It really Did was. Did everything we could. It sounded so much like Dean Spanos and Roger Goodell from you know seven and a half years ago talking about San Diego, and it rang just as hollow yesterday as it did back then. Casey, when get ready for a lot of uh, blaming of the fans. Yeah, it's the right. fans' fault. Yeah, when it happened and about the Oakland A's move or upcoming move to Las Vegas is uh, Casey Pratt from ABC Seven up in the Bay Area. Casey, good morning. Welcome to Ben and Woods. 
What's up, guys? And, and I'll start with a positive note because I know this is going to get pretty somber, but I, I just learned that, that your show is the show that my father-in-law listens to on his way to golf. So oh, big, nice. big props for you guys. <laughs> That's amazing. Hello, Casey's father-in-law. Have a good round today. Yes. On a Friday. I wonder where yeah, he's Gary. Gary is an exceptional golfer. And I'm straight. Where Gary. is Gary playing today is what I want to know. I don't actually know that. Now, now I'm on the spot. That's Some, somewhere good. Maybe I'll see him out at Goat Hill yeah. uh, later this afternoon. <laughs> well, Casey, yeah, Ben Ben makes the point um, that it is very reminiscent of of you know things that happened here in San Diego, it's, and it's again, unfortunately, it's nothing really new to the Bay Area either. Man, you guys have been through the ringer uh, there, but this one, this one's different. Baseball's different. It just is different than football. There's 81 home games. You know, um, the A's have had some really, really great players. Some great teams come through. It's a, it's a, certainly a blow. The thing that that got me yesterday is I still see fans saying, you know, well, we're not giving up yet, and we're going to do this and that, and we're going to wear these T-shirts, and we're going to protest. And I just we, That's we, never worked. It's never worked. It's not going to work. It's such a bummer. And like you want to tell them, don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy on a team that just doesn't care about you. But that's the that's kind of the process, though, isn't it? Yeah, and I can't ever fault A's fans for this. And I get you guys just mentioned it coming into the segment too. Uh, get ready to hear all the blame of the fans. This isn't on the fans, and At what all. they've done is is extraordinary like the reverse boycotts uh the cell shirts that are now in cooperstown uh everything they've done but i will counter your point really quickly because this just happened in sacramento and they did win and they did keep their kings so there are some parallels there um to you know an, a, a fan movement um you know keeping a professional sports team on the way out the door the kings were actually basically agreed to be sold to a guy in Seattle before they ended up staying in SAC. But they had a much better commissioner, uh, and, and the mayor of the city at the time was a former NBA player, so he had a lot of connections, and they, they managed to pull it off. Out here, it's not looking great, um, but it's not completely over yet, which is one of the interesting aspects of this. So what do you think next season looks like? We were talking about this earlier. They're going to play in the Oakland Coliseum again. So 81 home games. We saw what happened last season even before the move was official. How is this going to work? I mean, is this going to just be a constant black eye for baseball every single day that the A's play a home game next year? Yeah, I think it will be. Um, A's fans are already talking about boycotting the home opener, which is one of the only games that people actually show up to at the Oakland Coliseum these days. And again, that's not the fans fault. It's because the owners never invested in this team ever since he bought it. Uh, you know, the, the only big contract the A's have handed out was for a San Diego native, Eric Chavez, uh, way back in the day. And that was even before John Fisher, the current owner was, uh, was in charge. So, uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be a constant black eye for major league baseball. It's already been a very, very, uh, bad PR play for major league baseball and you know to think that they unanimously approved this deal yesterday while also not having any idea where this team is going to play in the 2025 2026 and 2027 seasons uh is it's crazy to me um how you could unanimously approve something without having virtually any information even down to a rendering of the ballpark they don't even have a rendering of this ballpark they don't know if it's going to have a retractable roof, if it's going to have a fixed dome, they don't know how they're going to pay for it. It's just wild that they unanimously approved this at this time. 
Talking to uh, Casey Pratt from ABC Seven in the Bay Area, um, I, I do. My heart also goes out to the players. Now I get it. You know they're they're making a good living to go out and play baseball every day, but I couldn't help thinking about those guys and the young players. You know, young players and some talent too uh, that that the A's have accumulated over the years. Young, controllable talent as they like to do. But I, I couldn't help thinking, what is that like for them? Have you have you had a chance to talk to any of the players on or off the record? Yeah, actually, I just did a really long, about an hour-long conversation with Trevor May, the ace closer who just retired. Yeah, we had him on, too. Uh, he was great. This. Yeah, he's phenomenal. And the funny thing for me is, like, these guys are young. Uh, you know, you're, you're taught not to speak up against ownership and your bosses if you want to have a job. Uh, so they can't really say much. But what I found interesting is, you know, I cover all the teams out here, but obviously the stadium situation has been one of my – my main things for a long time. And when I go to the Coliseum and I introduce myself to some of the young players coming up, they always go, oh, yeah, I know who you are. Follow your stuff. <laughs> you know, they're paying attention, but <laughs> yeah, they, they can't are. really say anything. And, you know, I don't want you too fired up here, but, like, you know, it sucks for the players. They have no idea what their future is. They have no idea where their home is. Uh, but, you know, what? it sucks really bad for the employees of the team. Like, yes. this is purely on the A's owner and the team president. Everybody else, when I show up at the Coliseum, everybody else, I'm talking from the security guards to the players to the PR staff to the ground crew, is like these guys are like dapping me up in secret, like, oh, keep going, keep going, keep, keep, keep exposing this because these people are all going to lose their jobs or they just have no idea what their future holds. And it's sad. And it's all because of one rich guy who doesn't want to basically take any money out of his own wallet. All he wants is public funds, public funds, public funds, and help. And everybody's future is uncertain in in Oakland. And all we know right now is that they're going to play at the Coliseum till the end of the 2024 season. And after that, no one has a clue where they're going to play, including the team themselves. And Casey, I've seen a couple of tweets from the mayor as well that said, "Look, we've 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 tried. We have off have have they not? They've offered help, right? Isn't it one of those cases like we had heard from a a friend that knows Dean Spanos that Dean's Dean did not care. He said, "I want to be a big shot in L.A. I don't care about being in San Diego. I want to go to L.A." Um, you then flip it on the fans, and we couldn't get this vote done or that vote done or the stadium fixed. I, I get the feeling. That all John Fisher sees is just, you know, sevens across the slot machine. Literally, just like I can't, I'm going to hit the jackpot when we get there. If I can just ride this out for another four years, I don't care if they build me a new stadium or give me money. I, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And so there's a couple layers to this. And in, in the Spanos thing is, is very similar because, uh, you know, my wife is a huge Charger fan and she was livid when they left. She barely even watches the team anymore. Um, so John Fisher, I believe really did want to get it done here. And and I think that what happened was the A's pissed away so many years on Fremont and San Jose. And then they chose a site in Oakland that they really didn't even have any like negotiating rights for. And they got kicked out of that immediately because the college that owned the site was like, yeah, we don't, we don't want to do this. What are you even talking about? That wasted another year. By the time they finally picked Howard Terminal, the waterfront ballpark they were supposed to build, that was 2018. And, guys, you may you may have noticed something happened in 2020 that kind of shut the whole yep. world down and threw the entire economy into a, a tailspin. Uh, inflation, everything. Uh, interest rates shot up. And so 
what the A's were trying to do was build a $6 billion development here, not just a ballpark like they're doing in Vegas, a tiny nine-acre ballpark. They were trying to build an entire $6 billion development. It would have been one of the largest in the history of our state. So when the whole world shut down and the economy went upside down, it really kind of made it so that the financials didn't work anymore. If they said, okay, let's just build the ballpark, we'll figure out the rest later, they could have done that easily. Now, they asked the city of Oakland for about $350 million in help uh, for the offsite area around the ballpark. The city of Oakland raised over $400 million, more than they asked for. They got another $500 million to help them pay for the on-site costs where the ballpark would actually be. The city of Oakland stepped up. They are almost offering a billion dollars. Yet, it wasn't good enough because I think the owner ran out of money. Now, he owns the Gap. I don't know if you've checked out Gap stock lately, but it is in the tank. So what ended up happening was the A's were about to be off revenue sharing at the end of 2024 or at the start of 2024. And they were like, we can't afford to lose revenue sharing. We need to deal now. And that's why they went quick, fast, and cheap in Las Vegas. So similar, though, to to the Chargers who, I mean, they could have gotten a stadium done in Mission Valley where San Diego State eventually built one. People wanted it there. They wanted to be able to tailgate. Chargers, though, insisted on a downtown, no tailgate, no parking, you know, plan with a a convention center combination that was not something the, the city even wanted. They forced that to a vote. It just never made any sense. And then when that didn't work, they didn't say, okay, let's go back and, and do it where everyone wants it. They said, no, we're moving yep. to Los Angeles. And uh, it was our friend Joe Sheehan who had the great line. I don't know if you saw this Yo, one. Oh, yeah, the about one on third. Peter Seidler and, and John Fisher. And both men were born on third base. Peter Seidler decided to steal home. Just decided to steal. And it, that's what this story seems like it comes down to today, Casey. Yeah, that was an absolute mic drop line, by the way. When I read it, I was I was floored because Peter Seidler is an example of everything you could ever want an owner and more. Like, I lived there. I went to college there when they built Petco Park. It was the very first game there. It's a beautiful ballpark. And you see what happens when an owner invests in the roster. The people respond. I mean, there's a waiting list for season tickets there. It's the polar opposite of everything that A's owner John Fisher stands for, and that's why it's so frustrating. Um, and to the Chargers note, okay, look, now the A's are going to Las Vegas. Nobody in Las Vegas wants the A's. People in Las Vegas want Major League Baseball in the form of an expansion team. Yeah. They do not want this team. They do not want this ownership group. They want nothing to do with it. Just like the Chargers, who are now in L.A., I mean, they're probably the third, not even probably, they're definitely the third most popular NFL team in L.A. Because the Raiders are far more popular than the Chargers in L.A. Yeah, so are the Steelers and the Packers and the Dolphins and the Chiefs and the Broncos. They might not even be top three in L.A. So the whole idea of leaving San Diego where you're beloved to go to a market where you are so much of an afterthought that it's not even funny is exactly what the A's are doing right now. They're going to Vegas where nobody wants them. And they're going to be like the third, fourth, fifth, maybe tenth fiddle if you factor in all the other things that are going on in Vegas, like the, the residencies, the shows, the sphere. Yes. I mean, like there's so many other options there, and nobody wants this team. So it just shows you kind of the, the stupidity and greed of these sports leagues sometimes. They don't give a crap about the fans. If they did, the Chargers would be in San Diego, and the A's would be staying in Oakland. What they want is money and greed, and that is where I have a problem with this. Because here is why the A's are going to end up in Las Vegas. MLB wants gambling money. 
They don't care about the rest of the issues, and that is why they've presented absolutely no justification or information. I mean, seriously, like if you're listening right now, look it up. Try to figure out anything about the stadium deal. There is no information out there. And the real reason is because they're doing it for the gambling money, and they just can't come out and say that. Dirty. Casey, so uh, dirty, great man. stuff. Great way to wrap up our week as well. Appreciate your time. Have a good weekend. Thank you so much. Yeah, and again, I, I have so much love for you guys out in San Diego. Thanks, man. Stuff Thank you, buddy. To the Chargers. And Gary, and, have and a great hope, round of golf. Yeah, tell yeah. Gary we Gary's said hello. having a great round. <laughs> yeah. You guys are his chosen show. <laughs> I love it. Casey Pratt uh, from the Bay Area, He's ABC awesome. 7, uh, with some good information and uh, good stuff there on the uh, the Oakland A. They don't want him in Vegas, just like no one in they, L.A. wanted the Chargers. Yeah, they want baseball. Make no mistake, they want baseball. It's not a knock on the people of Las Vegas. They want yeah. baseball, but they want their own team. Yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to bring the A's and John Fisher, who is not a great owner. You don't want to add that guy to the roster there in Las Vegas, which is a really burgeoning sports market. So, uh, makes perfect sense to me, man. All right, well, we did uh, we did some positivity today. Spiritual mouthwash figure. Let's end on a positive note on this week. I missed it. With things Ben likes. I like good juicy sweet strawberries. I like a good marching band. I like a good thin <laughs> pancake. I like a Nickelback song or two. I like a barbecue too. chicken pizza. I really like those seeds. They're- I like a midnight buffet. <laughs> I kind of like the smell of soft scrub. I like more of a small derriere. Ooh. I like cake. I like Ed Sheeran. I like no. both a hamburger and a cheeseburger. cheeseburger. I like clocks. I like how I've kind of set up my life. I like grasshopper pie. And- oh, no, I like it creamy. I like good, <laughs> firm banana. I like just looking out at the sea. I like eating. <laughs> I like moist. I like curry. I like big butts. I like fried Brussels sprouts. I like more of a firm filling. I like corn. I like Nordstrom. I do like musicals. I like pepperoni. I like nice hotels. I like Nick getting a start today. I like nuts. I like Steph Curry. I like that song. I like Squirt. I like Saki. I like San Diego State. I like uh, Straight Up, Paul Abdul. I like the beef and broccoli. I like to mix it up. I like science experiments. I like that song. I like the crispiness of the waffle. I really like cheese. I like the little lunch meat. I like very straight lines. I like cannelloni. I like a well-crafted headline. I like brown sugar. I like maps. I'll say I like Justin Turner. He really likes things that are firm and crispy. I do like he likes it firm and crispy. And textural big, red beards. Yeah. Good textural elements always. And squirt. Who Make doesn't? me happy. I like that Casey's father-in-law listens to the Ben and Woods Appreciate program. that. Like and that he's a, a golfer. Yeah. And he's named Gary. He's like, named uh, Gary. Like, like your, my dad. Like your dad. Try to play some golf with my dad, Gary, tomorrow. Outstanding. Yep. Maybe you'll run into Casey's Are you, uh, father-in-law, You want to play with us in the morning, early? Uh, I've got a goat tournament if it doesn't rain tomorrow morning. It's supposed to rain tomorrow? It is supposed Son to rain tomorrow morning, right. unfortunately. That is the uh, the current forecast here in San Diego. Really? I don't like to play in the rain. I know. <laughs> you can do the things I don't like. I don't like playing in the rain. <laughs> we could do a whole segment do a of month. don't likes for Woods as well. All right, I don't um, like omelets anymore. want to thank all the tier ones uh, who helped us get through this week. Um, your Peter Seidler stories, uh, what you shared, your emotions, your spiritual mouthwash today was absolutely incredible. You guys are the absolute best out there and... Uh, we couldn't have better listeners. There's just no way. There's no, no show in America that has a better community than we've got here on Ben and Woods, uh, 
That is it for us. Uh, Coach is coming up next. Uh, we'll be back, Woods and I, on Monday. Polly is going to Have a bachelor fun. party. Have fun. Have fun in Denver. In Denver. We'll see you on I Tuesday, uh, Polly, for our executive producer and imaging director, Woods, already out of the stream. Yeah. I'm Ben Higgins. Uh, have a great weekend. From all of us here at San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. So long.